We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. Yeah, you know, we've all we've all seen seen it. We've all seen these old uh, you know, Western movies where the, you know, where the the medicine man comes into town and and he's got his, you know, little uh Aunt Sally's uh backache ointment, whatever. Um and, and it, it that that is so much a part. I, I can hear I can hear uh you know back through this podcast, I can hear people saying, Well, man, I'm you know. Uh, th those were th that was the wild west of of uh, whatever medicine and and claims and remedies and all that and all those shysters and those charlatans and all that you know I can hear that coming back so help us help us uh, un help us um, understand this okay so I want you to remember this the FDA came about from passage of one bill and it came about out of fear. It was a fear that was generated by three things, a poison squad, a progressive president, Theodore Roosevelt, and a book. Okay, so to set the stage, here we go. In the late 1800s to early 1900s, we had the Industrial Revolution. And this is when we experienced rapid changes in our food supply, right? People began to trade farm life for city life, and our diets changed accordingly. We went from farm fresh foods predominantly to now incorporating more processed and canned, canned foods. Instead of cooking all of our own food, we began to rely on others. And this was when we began to separate from our food supply. There were no labeling laws at the time. So if you wanted to participate in, in that system and buy food that somebody else made, processed and canned, you had to blindly trust the company. And 
there were inferior foods at the time that were mislabeled. So for example, honey, you could find honey that was made from glucose, brown coloring, and a dead bee inside of it, right? Um, to a more extreme case would be sometimes there were colorings added to some candies that those colorings were poisonous. So there were there was um, inferior food on the market and there was mislabeling, okay? But the point is, it wasn't a big enough deal for consumers to care at that time, right? And, and let me get into that in just a second. Companies also began using preservatives at that time that were not tested, um, like benzoic acid was used to cure and preserve meat. Um, salicylic acid was used, formaldehyde, sodium benzoate, that was used to prevent tomatoes from rotting and copper, copper salts that were used to make faded vegetables appear green, all right? So there were preservatives being added and there were mislabeled foods. Be but between 1880 and 1905, there were over 100 food and drug bills proposed in Congress and they were all defeated. Why? Because there wasn't enough public outcry. The, there wasn't, it wasn't a big enough problem for these congressmen to be able to pass these because consumers weren't behind it, all right? That all changed when two men collided. The first man was Dr. Harvey Wiley, another Republican. He was the head of the Bureau of Chemistry. The Bureau of Chemistry would later become the FDA. Okay, so he was the head of this Bureau of Chemistry that would become the FDA. Dr. Wiley was given $5,000 by Congress to study adulteration. He created what we call the poison squad. This was where he tested the effects of those, those five chemical preservatives that I just mentioned, as well as, long, as well as colorings. He tested those on healthy men for over a five-year period. Basically, he would lace the food with these chemicals in increasing dosages, and he'd feed it to the men. He didn't use consent forms. They didn't test it first on animals or do any lab testing, and there's no medical oversight. And in fact, several of the men got so sick that they couldn't even function anymore. And if you look at the FDA's record, this is what the FDA says. But he stopped each unconventional experiment after many of his volunteers became sick. <laughs> so, so then, so Wiley concluded from this um, five-year study that um, every chemical that he tested should be banned, okay? But actually only formaldehyde ended up being banned. Now, the result of this was Wiley did cause alarm among citizens, but it still wasn't enough for them to get this federal regulation over our food supply until a second man came on scene. And that was, of course, Upton Sinclair. And as we probably all know, we had to read this book in high school, most of us, he wrote The Jungle. The jungle led to an attack on meat. And this was a historic moment in the history of the United States because this was the first full-fledged government offensive against a food group. Hi, everybody. To watch the full episode of Beyond Labels, click on the subscription link located in the description box.